When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Geekscape is we got a brand new Geekscape coming up with our good buddy Yuri Lowenthal. He's a voice actor. He's been in the Prince of Persia games. He's been on cartoons like Ben 10. And he's got a brand new series on YouTube. That's actually, it's not a brand new series. Why would I even say that? It's in its second <laughs> season. It's about to launch. It's called Shelf Life. It's like, it's like Toy Story, but if it's our action figures. If, if we're not like the 10-year-old kid Andy from Toy Story, if it's more like us, grown-ass men who still think it's okay to have action figures and we get really anal about points of articulation and we pose them and stuff like that. So it's really... Uh, if, if it, it, That's really what shelf life feels like. It feels like if we left the room and our grown-up-ass action figures started talking to each other... <laughs> probably making fun of how pathetic we are for owning them. Uh, that is what Shelf Life is, and it's hilarious, and it's about to start its season, uh, its second season here on Tuesday. Uh, first, I just want to let you guys know, if you don't know this from the fact that you downloaded it, you're listening to Geekscape. I'm Jonathan London. You can always reach us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Just search for Geekscape. We're on there. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at Jonathan London, and always uh, send me an email, guys. Jonathan at Geekscape.net. I actually want to read you guys a bit of an email that I got last night as I was working on the new site. I was sitting there all happy and excited for Geekscape. Uh, I've been getting some really great feedback from you guys about the audio episodes. A lot of longtime listeners who have kind of stopped kind of watching the video episodes. They'd let the video episodes build up because you can't really watch them in the car. You can't really watch them at work. You just kind of have to listen to them. Um, had started listening to the episodes again. They were like, Jonathan, this is great. Like, do you guys remember Balcombs from the forum? Sean Balcombs, is, he sent me an email saying, hey, I'm loving the new audio Geekscape. Big Yanks, whose entire life falls apart and he has nothing left but Geekscape to look forward to, <laughs> is actually caught up on Geekscape. Uh, it's been awesome getting all that feedback. But you can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. And I did get a piece of negative feedback last night I wanted to share with you guys. Not to call the person out, I actually think that this is really great criticism, and I want to try and figure out how to fix what they're missing from these audio episodes. And so really, like, it's kind of a call to you guys to, to, for feedback, for send me emails. Um, this one says, hey, Jonathan, thanks for the many years of Geekscape. Great show. Unfortunately, the new MP3 version gets a thumbs down. Maybe it's not being able to see some of the expressions. Maybe it's a string of uninteresting guests. Maybe it's growing pains. Either way, it's just not as good. Instead of looking forward to the next episode, I find myself leaving it at the bottom of the listening pile. All right, I'm going to address this email from Matt Kelly. Just kidding, it's not from Matt Kelly who does a show for us. Uh, That would be awful. Um, Not that he doesn't harbor those secret feelings. 
Um, okay, first off, uh, maybe it's not being able to see some of the expressions. Listen, the reason I really wanted to stop doing the video show, not that, one of the main reasons was it just took too long to get out. And so if the whole point is to make content for you guys and to have a constant dialogue with you guys, it, I can't be making four things a month. You know what I mean? Not that there won't be times when this audio show slows down to that point if I get busy or something, but I'm going to make these things as much as I can make them because I just love doing it. If, if, if I have to make it at like an SD format, which we are doing, we're doing it on standard def, and then encoding it, and then shrinking it down to a size that you guys could reasonably download it at, it looked like fucking Pac-Man. Like, you could really make out my expressions? And listen, let's be honest, I had four expressions. <laughs> I had happy, sad, amazed, and, like, I think I had angry or annoyed. I really had four expressions. You should have seen my expression last night reading this fucking email. That was the expression you want to read. I mean, that was, that was a fucking funny expression. It was like, what, what, what? I, I actually made the Miss Crabtree from South Park sound, but um, really the expressions is what you're looking forward to? If that's the case, in all honesty, like, I'm always looking for like, a chance to do video, but I don't want to do it if it's crap. You know what I mean? Um, I talk to, to people who do like live streaming, and maybe I want to do a live show where I just do a discussion with you guys and a guest, and I would love that. Like something like the stream.tv, I always have fun when I'm on there. But I don't want to do it, A, if Geekscape's not going to be able to own it and give it to you guys uh, like the way you guys are supposed to get it. You know what I mean? Like, like, uh, and, I, and I don't mean like exclusively own it. I don't mind going in on, on it with somebody, but I want to be able to make the decisions. If you guys want something, I want to be able to give it to you. Does that make sense? Like, the most frustrating thing with Revision 3 was I, we couldn't keep go, the show going. You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't give you guys a show anymore. So that was something I never wanted to go back to. And even a place like Stream.TV, if their sponsorships run out, they literally stop making content. And, and I, I never want to be in that situation with you guys. Um, do I want to do video? Yeah. Again, we did, Bo Ryan and I did that show for Machinima all last fall. And it was fun, but... Was it the best show? Like, I mean, come on. It, it was the same stuff I was saying on Geekscape every week. So it was the same reviews. It was the same comic books. It was the same video game talk that I was doing on Geekscape for an hour with a guest. Except now I'm, like, bored and I'm listening to Bo, who I love. But he's talking about fucking Modern Warfare 3, like, five weeks in a row. Because he's only talking about shit that they sent him for free in the mail. Like, Bo, if you, your job is to review comics and video games, like, go out and buy some of this shit, man. Like, like, invest in the fucking discussion, man. Go out and see a damn movie. Please. I love Bo. I do. But I wanted to choke him on some of those episodes. And you can see it in my face. Like, there are a couple places where I glance at Bo and, and you just see this fucking choke out look. You guys know the choke out look? Of course you do. You're geeks. Like, <laughs> you know the choke out look. It's that one that you, like, cross the hallway in high school to avoid when you see, like, a motherfucker coming at you with a choke out look. Um, now, uh, moving on. Maybe it's a string of uninteresting, uh, uninteresting guests. That's just, that, that, dude, I don't know. That's on fucking you. I don't know if you're Indiana Jones or some shit. Like, how amazing is your life that guests like Doug Jones, who was amazing and so candid last uh, episode, um, who do we have? I mean, Matt Moak, we're talking about the zombie apocalypse. That was just fascinating. And that, that wasn't bullshit. That, that was him t literally talking to real virologists and sociologists saying this is what would happen. This is how close we are to a zombie out, like uh, the potential of a zombie-like virus devastating the human race. That was a fucking fascinating article. Uh, that, that was a great episode. Um, what about that girl who has 103 world records that we had Don two weeks ago? That was a great gaming episode. We had Satine Phoenix talking about fucking hanging from hooks in like an S&M parlor on her birthday. Like... What do you do that that is not interesting to you? 
That's what I don't understand. How is that not interesting? Uh, you, you want Ian Kerner back to talk about comics for two hours? You know, I do too. I would love nothing more than to give Ian Kerner his own two-hour podcast every week. But he won't do it. I've tried. I've fucking tried. I've tried to get Ian to do something like that. The, and he claims he doesn't have the time. He doesn't have the time. This is a guy who spends $100 in comic books a week and reads them and then watches every fucking TV show on earth and he doesn't have time. Maybe he should cut back on the fucking Gilmore Girls and, do, and, and spend that hour knocking out a podcast for you guys about DC or Marvel or, or the, like the thousands of comic books he reads a month. What do, what do you think about that? Like, fuck it. I shouldn't be giving you my email. I should be giving you Ian Kerner's email. You guys should be demanding this stuff of Ian. Add him on Facebook and yell at him, literally. Um, uh, growing pains, I understand that. I, I once had a, a hardcore Geekscapist describe Geekscapist sometimes feeling like summer camp, like you go there to see your old friends. Totally understand that. I love that. I think that's fine. If, if we're a piece of your nostalgia, I'm honored. Um, either way, it's not just as good. Um, yeah, I, I think that's perspective, and that's fine. If I can get one negative email for every 30 positive emails, I'm super happy. So, Matt Kelly, thanks for your email. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I will never uh, call anybody out. But uh, if you throw me a positive... I, I totally understand where you're coming from, dude. I do. I literally do. And my wife was listening to a Geekscape, and she goes, what, are you guys, like, boring now? And I said, sweetie, like, you just listen to, like, 10 seconds, and yes, you live with me. So, yes, I'm going to be boring. But um, if it's not for you anymore... Like, understand we're still working. We got a website that's launching in two or three weeks. We have all the video that we're going to continue to shoot at places like WonderCon, Comic-Con, South by Southwest, E3. We have all that video content going with my stupid expressions. We have that stuff. It's coming. You just have to be patient for it. Uh, And we're continually in meetings about using Geekscape for other things, um, both visual and audible and live. All right? So... Thanks for not giving up on us, really, is, is what this email is. I love getting emails like this. Even if, if, like, at first I'm like, ooh, it hurts like a shot. Then you get better, baby. <laughs> like, 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 that's what a shot's for. Like, then you get better. So if you guys have any feedback, like, feel free to throw it at me. How's this for a long-ass fucking intro? Geekscapist, welcome to the episode. In all honesty, this is actually episode 250. If you're starting from the old numbering, which I guess we're still putting up on iTunes, this is episode 250, which is crazy to me that um, we've done 250 episodes of Geekscape. And it reminds me, back when we first restarted Geekscape, after the Rev3 uh, days, we were like, I'm going to start Geekscape. And I think Vicky on the forums, uh, Vicky said you, you should number it in like a three-digit format you know what i mean because we only got to like what 52 episodes of geek drone 53 and she said you should you should number them in with three decibels like like three decimals and, and i said i said why would i do that we're never gonna make it to 100 episodes and here i am five years later at episode 250 
Oh, geez. And if we keep up at this pace, we're going to be at 1,000. So, <laughs> yay for not having a life. Um, all right, this is Geekscape. My guest this week is uh, Yuri Lowenthal. Did I pronounce that right, You Yuri? did. You did um, good. Yuri, where are you from? Uh, originally Nashville, Tennessee. You know what? I knew that. I knew that because Yuri and I met last Saturday. We were at a quote-unquote celebrity D&D tournament uh, yeah, if these for are, charity. If these are the kind of celebrities they're getting. Did you hear the episode with Satine Phoenix where I gave her shit? I was like, this is no. a fucking scrub D&D. <laughs> 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 like, what is this? this? Is the, the bottom of the... Yeah, I mean, is there such a thing as an internet celebrity? Like, honestly. No, you know, you know I mean, it depends you hear that on who you're term, talking though. to. And I, yeah. I think that's, fucking, oh, yeah. that's the most delusional shit I can think of. Yeah, don't but, you think you know, it's delusional? It's 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 delusional. But if you've got somebody, you know, if you've got uh, you know a million people listening to you every week or whatever, I've got a, uh, a kid who hates me now I, I, for I ruining his that. website. I heard oh, <laughs> for ruining his podcast. For, right, I, I heard I heard that later. <laughs> um, no, I, I I hear what you're saying. I, I think that the that the credibility to the term internet celebrity comes from whether or not you can market it, which right. Satine did. Right. So I guess that quote unquote makes us all internet celebrities, and it's really not about the way you perceive yourself. With Jesus Christ, if it was the way I perceive myself, well, I wouldn't be a. I'd be an internet I, hobo. I'd be living in a closet, yeah, right? No, but uh, but I guess it, it has to do with perception, and and you're perceived by your peers. And uh, and I met Yuri last week at the D and D live streaming benefit uh, that we all played in the back of Meltdown, and I just thought he was hilarious. You're funny. Really? Like, yeah, it was fun. Really? For like five hours playing D and D with you, you were funny and imaginative, and and uh, and I think we had a lot of fun. Oh, we did. I, we did. I, I mean, I would, no I better would way jump to into the fray with you anytime. Right on. <laughs> no, right on. Just sorry, I had to kill you. Well, no, you, you actually took care of that yourself. I had to sacrifice myself. Yeah, you had to sacrifice yeah. yourself. Um, yeah, no, I, no better way to, to vet you before coming on your show than playing fucking D and D with you for five hours. You know what? I came home that night. And I had so much fun. I was so pumped. And, and we had to go to a party that night. And my wife was like, you know, did you have fun? And, and I was like, sweetie, I did. But it takes five fucking hours. Yeah, yeah. Like, D&D is great. But if you have no fucking goals, it's and phenomenal. That, yeah. Like, and, like and that, weren't and that, you and stressing that was a short, about the other shit you could have done on Saturday? Campaign. That was yeah. a long, that, that was, was a short campaign? That was a short campaign. And he wrote it to, you know, to be finished and that... I mean, that's why I don't play anymore is because Fuck back that. in the day, I would have entire weekends to, you know, to do that with my friends. But I just, I mean... I want to play again. Yeah, but, me too, but, but not for... You know. you know what? They need to design... Oh, they did. Video games. Yeah. <laughs> they, Bing. They, they need to design something where you could literally just show up and feel satisfied that you had two fights in a D&D, uh, yeah. like a D&D quest, and then it's over. Yeah. You know, it's literally like, what? This guy's cheating on my girlfriend? You show up, you punch him in the face, his buddies jump into it, you beat them up, or they beat you up, and then you're over with. Like, it needs to be so quick. Like, oh, there's yeah. gold in that cave? You walk into the cave, you fight a bear, you get the gold, go home. Right. Whereas when we were around that table, you know, there was a lot of stuff. There was, you know, explanation, and there was rolling, and then there was, you know, taking turns. And, and, and it's got to be about, about, you know, just wanting to hang out with those people. Yeah. You know, it's not, about the, it's not about the adventure, the campaign, really, as much. And you made a bearable. Thank you. you know, God, that is the best compliment I've received. In well, I mean, Bo Ryan forever. and I, like, yeah, come on, man. Bo we was spent, at our table. I couldn't I know, believe the we, dream we team spent we like, had going. We spent like two hours a week doing a show together last 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 uh, fall, and I had enough of that guy. I, I think I if, if I think if Bo could put, could play D and D on Twitter, he would play it a lot more. Because he literally played Twitter. I mean, he literally be played. Honest. Yeah, be honest. You want to unfollow him? What? You I, want to unfollow him? I, I kind of wanted to unfollow him during the game. Okay. But I didn't uh, because we go back. Bo doesn't listen to Geekscape, but I he's told gonna him, he's gonna now because people are gonna say, "Bo, they were talking shit about you." No, he's gonna care. But uh, I totally I had to unfollow him. 
I had to. I had to. I had to. And he can unfollow me, and it's fine. That what worries me about this internet celebrity stuff is that like Twitter becomes a status symbol, and it really doesn't yeah. mean shit. I mean, are you well, in to, agreement with to, that? Well, I mean, it mean it means shit to advertisers and people like that. They'll yeah. start. They'll start. Li- you know, they'll they'll yeah, listen to you weird? if you've got you know a million, two million followers. But it's like, it, but but it's kind of. What's the substance of that? How, how many of those two million followers who are getting content from you for free will actually transition into paying for anything? Does there's, that make there's, sense? There's a percentage to that. They've worked. You know, advertisers have worked right. at a percentage. Like if you've got this many followers, this many people will actually read. You know, will will will. Pay attention to the ad, and then this percentage of those people might buy it. But how is that a social it's, status symbol? Does that know, make sense? Like between yeah, you and I, yeah, it's a fucking dick contest. Yeah, I mean, does that make sense? Yeah, no, it absolutely does. But but, but some but you some, have to when, when people it. when somebody's willing to shell out cold hard cash for that, yeah, it's oh, it, it becomes would I sell would I sell my Twitter? You know what? I was thinking about this. So um, Whitney Siebold one of our writers wrote a top 10 list and it was top 10 most unheroic heroes. It was things like when John, whenever John Cusack is in an action movie, it's like that kind of thing. And this woman emailed me this past week and I kind of forgot to email her back, but she wanted to literally buy uh, real estate in that article where we would, you know, it's like one of those things that I didn't want to do. Like those, those things that like those value click type things were on your website, it would find keywords and it would highlight them. And yeah. then when you, when you click on the keyword, it would send you to a third page or yeah. something. Um, she wanted to buy a section of the article and use it as a hot link to, I forget what the product was. And I was like, softcore John Cusack movies. No, it was something pretty innocent. It was something like, you know, if it was her science fiction novel, I'd be right. all for it. And not only that, I would be like, right. hey, listen, like, for the money you want to send us, because it wasn't, it wasn't nothing, for the money right. you want to send us, like, uh, like, let's just write you, a, 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 like, a news story. Then you're not in, like, an old-ass, ep- like, article. You're actually right. in a current article. And, and she said, uh, so, yeah, I mean, for sale, like, sure. But it, it just made me curious. And, and it was like, but it wasn't for her novel. I think it was, like, for something silly, like, like, what was it? it was like a limo service or something, and I think it was because he was making fun of 2012. Right. You know, in 2012, right. he's like right. a limo driver, and I was yeah. like, I was like, I'm not selling you that. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that just makes your website stupid. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm not doing that. Then again, if somebody wants to come on Geekscape and like, I don't know, it's gotta be interesting. You know what I mean? Like, Pick it can't be stuff. Yeah. It can't be a fucking like, you know what I mean? It can't be. It's gotta be right. Yeah, you know, like yeah. it can't be like tobacco or alcohol or something stupid. Right, and I think you get good radar for that. Clearly, <laughs> well, the reason I had to have Yuri on was that, a we can talk about D and D, but also like the like, uh, like the voiceover thing is something I'm interested in because I, not a, not not as a performer. Trust me, I know I sound like Ray Romano. Well, you have you like have I'm, four expressions. I only have four expressions. <laughs> I have no range. But um, but I, I was like, who is this Yuri uh, Lowenthal individual? And I went home and I and I Facebooked you. And I, I think I wikied you, and mm-hmm. I saw that you had actually done a ton of voiceover work, like Prince of Persia, the video games, like like Ben Ten. You were on Legion of Superheroes, a Afro of an- Samurai, anime, yeah. a ton of anime. Now that is like, that's Japanese anime that they've acquired. It's not something like like Teen Witches right. or whatever, like like the the Twitch right. Club, right, right, right. Which no, is it's, like American it's like wannabe, American wannabe Italian studio. Yeah, this is anime. this is yeah. stuff that ran in Japan and got acquired, and now you're supplying the right. The voiceovers for it. You, you don't have a face for radio. Like, what the fuck? Oh, like, 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 you know what I mean? That's, like, but you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like yeah, you yeah. need voiceover actors, and like, some of them are like, you know, they're voiceover right, actors. Right, right. 
what the fuck happened? Like, why aren't you leading man shit? Well, you know, I'll throw I, you some some stuff. Right on. <laughs> like, I knew I came on the show for a reason. Like, come on, man. Like, you could been like you could have been like what, like like a love interest on like a Gilmore Girls or something. Have you ever done that? I, I worked on Gilmore Girls. I, I recurred on Gilmore Girls for a couple episodes. I was, but it was you. You know, it's a blink and you miss me kind of character in the in Suki's kitchen. I was. Just I was a sous about chef. Gilmore, I know, right? But, but, but see, that 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 happens, and that's I didn't I didn't start off in acting to do voiceover specifically, but um, after doing. Uh, you know, theater and, you know, like basement theater and uh, independent films in New York for several years. I moved out here uh, when uh, my wife Tara and I got married and we were looking for ways to make a living doing something besides what we had learned to do for so many years, yeah. you know, just temping. What, what, and, yeah, what, you were yeah. temping in New York and stuff like that? Oh, That's yeah, I did awful. some of the weirdest, you know... What weird, was the worst job? Um, one of the... I don't know about the... Temping was just, I mean, it was, it was fairly soul-sucking, and, and actually got comfortable in one job, because they, they treated me really well, and that was almost worse. But it's but like a to, real estate office, or it something was, it was crazy a bank. like that. Yeah, it was yeah, a bank, bank, you know, I mean, um, but uh, once I got hired to pretend to be working in an office by some, by some internet startup company, and they had investors coming in, but it was just the two guys, like, they didn't have a, you know, <laughs> company, but they wanted to impress these investors, and so they rented out a fake office, and put fake computers in there and fake employees, and I got to be a fake employee for the day. I just sort of sat around and you know dicked around on the computer, and then they showed up for about five minutes, you know, to sort of look at the office. And they paid you for the day. And they paid me for the day. It's it's a weird. Don't mind if I do. No, exactly. And, and that's what exactly. I discovered acting. No, right. right. <laughs> so it was my first acting job. It was probably one of my first paid acting jobs. I'm not going to lie. But and it was through a temp agency. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, well, it wasn't. I didn't get that job through a temp agency. That's that was nuts, through a, you know one like of a, my friends. Who, that's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. But that's. Yeah. I mean, that was New York for you. And that's. I mean, when you're when you're trying to get work as an actor, you, oh, you know, you'll you take money anything. from anywhere. Yeah. That's the yeah. That, that's the crazy. I was talking to Sax Carr. Uh, our buddy Kang, and who's been on the show, and you guys know Sax because he does a uh, Fandom Planet for Geekscape, and we love him. Uh, he called me, uh, and they were looking for a place to do casting, and I suggested that place cast behind Target. Yeah, and yeah, he, yeah. Said, he said, no, I, like, I'm not going to go there because they charge actors for access to the reels and ex- exploitative. And I was like, fuck, that's right. And like, I've used cast, and I was right, like, I was like right. you know what? That, that's right. That, that's that's not right. Well, like you, well, it depends. You know, I, I've, I've gone to auditions, but it's true. It's true because actors are actors in this town are desperate. That's and so it's, fucking sad. It's sad, and you know, I've been there, and I still find myself occasionally in those when I, you know, when I really want something, and and I go in for it. I gotta, I gotta at the door. I gotta check the desperation because a, it kills me, and b, it's the first thing they see when you walk in the right. door. You know, but it's, but but it's. I see it all around me, and you just have to be you, really, like. Yeah. Like, like whenever we're casting and a guy comes in and he's just themselves and it's his charismatic self, charismatic self and he's relaxed because he's not reading yet, like, I'm like, oh, shit, this guy would be great to just hang out with on set. And I bet right. if I asked him for his ideas, he'd have a fucking ton of them and I don't even have to direct this thing. And, like, he seems cool. And then the second they slate, they turn into a fucking thing. Yeah. And you've seen that and it freaks oh, yeah. you out? Yeah, and that still happens to me sometimes. What What is it? It's, it's, it's wanting it so bad that you think that, you know, it's... It's it's forgetting to be yourself and trying to think of what it is they want to see. And but you and go then, so you far out. Like yeah, you, and then like you're you gone. Swing so far, Once you do that, you're it's, for the cheap it's over. Seats. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And oh, it's I could it's, never do it, man. I could oh, never be an actor. It's tough. Ever. And then you know, and then you walk away, and all you can think about is what you fucked up in the room. Even if you didn't, even if you walked out and they went, "That's our guy." How long do you, you think still, about that for? Like a 
couple days I, you <laughs> play know, your next audition? It, it, depends, it depends on what the project was. Do you think like of like a project like a couple years ago where you're like, holy shit, that would have paid me for two years? No, because I, I, tried, to, I, I, try to, I try to let that stuff go um, because, you can't it, because it. it'll kill you. It'll yeah. kill you. It, I mean, almost, it, it could literally kill you, you know, for some of these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, I mean, after you just told me all that, this voiceover stuff sounds great. <laughs> I know. Well, it, 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 it's great for several reasons. One, you don't have to, you know, dress up to mm-hmm. go in and, and do it. Um, it still takes all the same work that you would for, you know, an on-camera stuff. you still got to hustle and you still got to, you know, stay out there and you got to audition every day. Mm-hmm. Um, me- meaning, when you audition every day, you know, it means you, you don't get 98% of the jobs you... Right. you audition for. And I think that's one of the things that weeds out a lot of people who may not be serious about this kind of work mm-hmm. is uh, they just can't just can't keep it up. They just can't take it. And that's fine. You know, if that's not for you, I it, get it. It weeded me out before I had even tried. <laughs> <laughs> it's just totally effective. No, I have, I have four expressions. Well, there, there you go. I'm a man of four expressions. I'm, I'm, not, I'm more Buster Keaton than Charlie Chaplin. I've, I've met people who have fewer, so you're already... You're yeah, already I bet you there's billionaires in this town who have yeah. fewer. Yeah. Um, but, um, but uh, the, I mean, the... The people that I work with, though, in, in voiceover, the other actors, I will say right off the bat, it's one of the most supportive uh, communities I've ever been in before. Because I came from, you know, theater and on camera. Those and bitches are catty, still right? In there. What? Are those people catty? Those, those people are really catty and paranoid and, uh, you know, protective about work. Um, and the voiceover community is not like that. Everybody's really supportive. I, you know, early on in my career, I had worked with a guy once, and I get a phone call from him saying... Hey, I went out uh, just for this video game today. You'd be great for it. You should you should go crash it. And he was my type. Like oh, literally, so he, literally he, he was, was your co- you were his yeah, competition. I, I was his competition. He was calling me to, to to let me know that I should probably go for that. And Holy that was where crap. that was where I was like, oh, this voiceover place is great. Wow. Yeah. Now, how'd you get your start? Uh, like I mentioned, my my wife and I had come out here, and uh, we were looking for ways other than temping. Yeah. To to make a living, and she said, well, what about voiceover? And I had never even considered that. You're like, a, no, I don't is, have a face for radio. Exactly. Right. You've got to see my face. No, but uh, the reason that's funny that I, I'd never considered that is because I grew up watching cartoons and playing video games. And, like, that should have been the first thing I thought of. Yeah. And I didn't even look at it like a, like a job thing. And I said, well, I don't know anything about that. And she said, well, why don't we take a basic class? And that was what got us started. We took a class on, you know, basic mic technique and, you know, you know creating a demo reel and character work and stuff like that. Just a basic class. And um, and it just it went from there. Now, what was your first audition like? Um, I, I, I owe you, and sometimes why? Yeah, like, right, like, right, did you do right. shit like that? Well, yeah. Well, I got nervous, like you know, because you're standing in front of the mic, and you know everybody's behind the glass, and mm-hmm. you can see their mouths moving sometimes, but you, you can't hear you them. can't hear it, and you're right. just once again you go to that actor place where you're like oh, they're trying to replace me. They, they, you oh, know, I, I suck, and it's terrible. And, Dad, yeah. this is all your fault. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Um, I hate and, you, uh, Dad. I hate you, Dad. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm trying to remember what, one of my... I don't even know what my first ones was. It was probably for anime. What was the first one you landed? Uh, one of my first big gigs was, was an anime dubbing uh-huh. gig. Now, uh, do, you, do you have to like, fight the racism when you do like anime? Like, like, you know, because whenever we do... Ra- whenever we, do, we right. think, whenever we imitate anime, it's always like, super loud! And we do this! And this. <laughs> like, like, this morning I went to my... Uh, this morning I went to my... Uh, to my dentist and he's an awesome dude named mr uh, dr katata and he was super cool and i had never been to him before and you know i think everyone is fucking racist including yourself because like dr katata i show up i hadn't talked to him on the phone and the first words out of his voice he's like oh hello jonathan how are you doing and i was like wait a minute 
Right. This guy you're, talks for he talks wait, normal. Wait, right. what's going on here? And like, like we're dumbing it. He was awesome. I was. It was the only time I'd ever been to a doctor, and I was out of there in like thirty minutes. I walked in. I he might, was like, he I was might, like, I might need a referral. He goes, he goes, don't even fill that out. Just come on in, and you can fill it out when you're done. And I wait. I was in the chair. I, I walked past the lobby into the chair, cleaned my teeth. I got out. I was like, holy shit, this dude is awesome. And he's still trying to talk to me the whole time when I have, like, a fucking tube in my mouth. Right. What do they expect? He's what do they awesome. expect you to do? He yeah. was like, so Super Bowl this weekend. Like, um, yeah, I mean, the Patriots might have it, but I have a buddy who was a 49ers fan, and uh, he was really heartbroken. He won't even talk about it. And I'm right. sitting here going, he goes, who do you think is going to win? I'm like, why do they ask you questions I, that they, and then they, but the great thing about. Uh, he about knows when to pause. They, and they pretend, they pretend to understand what the fuck you're saying. I was like, are you kidding? Like, we're really going to do this, Dr. Katana? Like, I should have fucking... Like, last night I had Mike and Ike's for dinner. Right. <laughs> I, I swear and all I can do is feel guilty about it. You're going to know. He's going to know that I had Mike I and Ike's for dinner I swear to God, I had Mike and Ike's for dinner. When, when my wife is not home, I'm fucking helpless. I, I had microwavable <laughs> popcorn last night. <laughs> I'm in this place where usually... Like, sometimes I'm teaching. Like, at night I'm, not, I'm teaching. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm out. And I'm like... All right, great. But I've been like heavily screenwriting, and so I'm just home by myself. And it, when dinner time comes around, I'll look up. It's like, oh, it's seven thirty. I should probably eat something. I'll have this box of Mike and Ike. <laughs> right, right. Well, that's interesting. Like you're flipping it over to see what the nutritional so, value is. You know, there's no nutritional value. I woke it's not up dinner. This, I woke up this morning and I go, oh fuck, I got that cleaning at the. Oh, I ate a box of Mike and Ike. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. So the, that so let's go back to the racism. Yeah, let's so, go so back you, to the racism. So, it's one of my favorite did, topics. Did you purposefully not go like, hey, you like like act like Dragon Ball Z? It's it's you, you, you have you, you have to put to? that aside. No, you have to put that aside and try to throw some real acting on it. But you also have to match the faces, and the faces are like, you know, it's over nine thousand. You know, what I mean, it's oh, like they're that, moving so they're, fast. They're, they're and they're so fast, and they're you know the expressions are big, but you want to try to contain it a little bit because you don't want to sound like an asshole, and you know. What about Power Rangers? Honor Remember it. Power Rangers? It's like, oh, oh yeah, it's, you know. Did yeah. that influence you at all? Um, <laughs> yes, it, I, I, I see were that as one of my prime influences, Were you influenced actually. by the Power Rangers at <laughs> Only in the giant monsters destroying things. Because I would probably be the most racist voiceover guy ever, I have to think. Like, well, I, you, like you I'd be kinda, fucking fired in a minute. You have to be racist and yet not racist. Because here's the thing. <laughs> the great thing about doing voiceover, you have to explore your racism. You can't, you can't be worried about sounding like a racist asshole right but you have to be able to go to those places because the great thing about voiceover is because you're not seeing my face if i can sound like a japanese dude i can play a japanese dude right. if i can sound like a woman i play a woman you know whatever yeah. it is that's got to be liberating and, and here's a story for you okay um for the when the green hornet movie came out we don't mm-hmm. have to talk about that movie yeah um i, I liked what it was trying to do i agreed agreed um, but, but it only made it like ten feet out of the finish line, uh, out of the starting line. But uh, yeah, but it was yeah. Uh, um, they uh, you know they have to do like television safe and airplane safe versions of movies. You're um, that guy. I'm that guy. You're the guy who made in Die Hard when he says "Yippee ki motherfuckers" and he says "Yippee ki Mr. Falcon." Yes, you're the Mr. Falcon guy. I'm the Mr. Falcon. Sometimes I'm the Mr. Falcon guy. And in this case, they had uh, they were doing the the this, the, the version. And um, I guess uh, uh, Seth Rogen went in to do his own stuff, which is unheard of. They usually just get people who sound like those people to, hey. you know, sub in the little... You could do Seth Rogen. You, you, no, you could do Seth Rogen. <laughs> I could never do Seth Rogen. Well, my, my wife trained his dog, so, like, I know him. Really? Yeah, he was super cool. Awesome. He was yeah. super cool. I've heard that. I've heard that from everybody. And that's why... His I, dog's name is Legend of Zelda. Oh, that's genius. Yeah. No, I, just, I just gained respect for the guy. He's super cool. 
But yeah, wow. his voice. That's how she knew but he yeah, was in the class. Know, yeah, he so, was in a class. He wasn't in a private. He was in a class with other people. Wow. And she was taking people's names. And like behind a, and behind him, she heard a laugh. Behind her, she heard a laugh, and it was like recognized uh, right away. And she goes, "Holy shit!" And she yeah. and she got to him, and she's like, "Okay, Seth Rogen is in my class." Right. But that yeah. happens. Like she has like Amanda Siegfried and all these people like in her classes. Wow. But you got to get over it. It's all right, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. So you, you went into to dub. So, well, so I went into uh, because they were, but they were, but he went in to do his own stuff. And uh, they're looking for somebody to do Jay Cho's voice, oh, you know, shit. who played Kato. Yeah. And uh, but Jay Cho is like a fucking Taiwanese pop star. Like, I mean, he's a superstar out there. There's no way that they're gonna that they they're gonna pony up the money to fly him in from Taiwan. He, I mean, even if they offered him a zillion dollars, he probably wouldn't have mm-hmm. done it. And uh, so they're looking for soundalikes for Jay Cho. And I get called, and I'm this Jewish kid from Tennessee. You nailed right? your mic. Nailed and, the shit oh yeah, out I just you I just punched just punched the, the, your mic. Right. You like, guys hear that? Like was Kato. That, is that all right? You want me to slap it a little? You're more? like Kato. I'm like Kato. I just right. Yeah. Oh jeez. Uh, yeah, I know. It's good. Did I spike? Yeah, that's, Did I spike? That's enough out of you. <laughs> so, so I get down there, and um, and it's me and like nine Chinese dudes, in a, in a room. Eight Chinese dudes, one Japanese dude. Not and even Korean. Not even Korean. Eight, eight Chinese dudes. Yeah, I know exactly. Well, or Taiwanese or right. whatever it is. But he, uh, so so one of the guys, he goes, so so you're here for for the Seth Rogen stuff? I'm like, no, man, I think I'm. Here for the same thing as you are, and he, he laughed, and then he, and then he got, he was like, oh wow, seriously, man, was, okay, okay. Um, he thought, we thought it was were, joking. You're lucky those weren't some triad motherfuckers. I know. Well, you know, true. But so the way they do these auditions, <laughs> it's always true. You can it's, always it's, say, I'm lucky those weren't triad yeah, motherfuckers right. in any situation. In life. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. That the always triad, the, the always triad, applies. The triad kidnap. Chaya and Fat to force him to marry one of their daughters because they thought he was so fucking badass and he's just like an, you know what I mean? Like, he's really an actor, right? He's, an he's actor. one of my heroes though. He's that the dude, man. That dude can do anything. But yeah, but but, but, but he's not a real triad. We don't give him everything. Is the bullshit about American cinema? Yeah, I know. We'll, we'll just give him. Talk monk. about yeah. Talk about racism. Jesus. Let's just Christ. give him the. That guy can do comedy and action. He's the and Tom Hanks slaps. of Hong Kong, and they won't fucking do anything. Right. Like right. I know. I know. But um, the way they do these auditions is they're like sudden death auditions. They get a bunch of guys in a room. They have you all read. They, they throw it up on the big screen. They pick a line. They have you sort of, uh, they play the J. Cho version, and then they have people one by one go up and try to match it and hit the, you know, the lip sync and, and all Holy that. Holy crap. And it's not like they take you in one at a time. You're all in the same room together. That's stressful, man. So I are, just showing up for this and having everybody else be Asian except for me, I felt like a racist asshole. Just being there. Just trying to there. take our jobs. Exactly. Take our jobs. Exactly. Um, and, and now I got to read in the – and when I – you know, I sound like a racist asshole when I do the – because I, I'm trying to sound Chinese. And I'm clearly not. Um, but now – but I'm there. And so I say I'll just, I'll just fade into the background. I'll go last. You know, I already, I'm, I, you know, I already hate being here. And um, the producer has one guy come up, come up and he, he does it. And then he looks around the room and he's like, uh, okay, you. And points at me. I'm like, oh, fuck. No, oh, yeah, because you, you weren't standing out. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, but you, my, you my really heart's... Th- you really thought you could hide in that room? <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it's dark. <laughs> it's dark. <laughs> you know, I found a corner. <laughs> I got behind a couch. Uh, and uh, so my, my heart's pounding. I'm, I'm like nervous to, to be Chinese in front of all these actual Chinese guys. <laughs> and I go up and I do it and I sit back down and I don't, I don't make eye contact with anybody. And we all go through, and then um, they send us outside. They're like, we're going to take a couple minutes to decide, and then we'll send all of you home except for one guy. Like, it's, it's cruel, you know? But, but that's how they got to do it. They don't, they don't have time to, to fuck around. And so, so we're all waiting outside, and they're all, like, talking Look about auditions, yeah. you know, that they were, they, were, they were on. And they all knew each other. Yeah. And I, you know, clearly standing on the outside, you know, not... Uh, but one of them got the gig? But, uh, 
No, the guy comes out, the, the producer comes out, uh, just, just like, his, he was pale. And he, he's like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, 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 it, uh, the, 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 white, white devil. the white guy, the white, the white devil got the job. And they all, and the, I, I think I was the first to react. Holy I said, shit. I said, you can't do this to me because as soon as we're done, yeah. you're going to be waiting for me in the parking lot. It's going to be like Black Rain and, when they killed fucking Andy Garcia exactly, in the parking lot. Exactly, exactly. Motorcycle with a katana. Yeah, dude. And, and you know, fucking you, white rain in the parking lot. Exactly. Black rain. Black white, rain. White, but it's going to be white, yeah, white rain because it was me. Right. And You lose now, round eye. <laughs> you're fucking done. But I just, yeah, I just, and, and then I felt even more like I still took the money and I still took the job. But you are the reason that their kids work in sweatshops. I know. I know. I know. That's and, awful. Yeah, it's awful and, and beautiful that, that in, this, in the voiceover world, <laughs> I can do those jobs. It's the final equalizer. It is. Voiceover is the final bitches. equalizer. Right. So, uh, how'd you get into the video games? What was your first video game? Uh, one of my first video games was uh, Prince of Persia, which was... The f- which, Sands of Time. Yeah, Sands of Time. That fucking game which, was huge. Right? I know. Did you I freak know. out? And I still... No, because I... I mean, a little bit, yeah. But I, didn't, but I also didn't know any better. Because the but last you, time did I you, played... You played the old one? Because, yeah, the last time I played Prince of Persia was like on the Apple IIe. You know? You're like, what? There's voices. Yeah, Exactly. But nobody really knew that the the Prince of Persia like reboot was going to be was going to was going to kill. You know, it was, it was awesome. Yeah, it was one of those perfect storm games where like the design was great and the writing was great. And, you know, and the music. I mean, everything sort of came together. It's weird playing as yourself or playing and hearing your voice come out and stuff like that, or, oh, yeah. or do you get off on it like as an actor? I mean, I, st- I still I still <laughs> love it. Right, I you still love to. it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I still love it. But but yeah, it's it's totally weird, and I and I still go back to that game and play it. A, a because I'm you know biased clearly, but because still it's still fun. It. Like like all if I want to play something and I don't want to get into something. Were they going to do an HD I'll, remake of it? I think they released one. Uh, I gotta yeah I gotta like get an HD remake of the original Sands of Time. Oh the original original. Yeah. Um, well, I think they included it in one. Because you know of, they're doing that now with like the God of War yeah, and like, some of the PS2 I games. I that think, would be a fucking great one. I think they one. did it, and I and I need to pick it up because I, I I'd like to shelve my PS2. You know now that it's yeah I shelved mine and like I'm getting a lot of those HD like I got the. God of War. I got the the Shadow Colossus and the Ico one. Yeah. Like I would, I would love to do the Prince of Persia games. Right. Now, no, like, and you weren't in the second one. Why aren't you in the second one? Oh, they, they, you know, they, the first one was successful. They thought, guy. well, they got some Chinese. The, the Chinese guy who I stole the job from. No, they, uh, they, they were like, how do we make the, the, this game was great. How do we make it better? Well, what's selling right now? Um, you know, big, violent, um, you know, crazy, you know, gory, you know, mm-hmm. actiony sort of things. Let's just do that with the game. Let's you know make them pumped up. And we'll you know we'll put speed metal on it and uh, make it, it really like violent. That. I didn't play and, it. Um, it was uh, Robin Atkin Downs, and so they 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 literally they, kept, they said, well well Yuri did that kind of prints. We we don't expect that he has any range. So they got Batista from the so WWE got, to do it. Right, exactly. <laughs> they got, oh, they, they went they to the Rock Johnson. They went to too. the zoo and recorded a gorilla for a couple of days. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> so they got like a like a dude. They got well, no, I mean once again voiceover. He doesn't look like you know he's not a bruiser. Um, but uh, but he's got more of that that voice. Yeah. And so, so they had him do that one, and then I think the you know the second game came out, and a lot of the people who were the diehard fans of the first game were like, "Hey, we miss a lot of this stuff from the first game." But oh, you gotta love that shit. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. You it know, was, I got it was great for them to go. About this kid who hated Geekscape now. What? <laughs> Outrageous. <laughs> um, but so they said we missed some of that stuff from the first game, and so they brought me back for the third game, and then for the fourth they said. We need to reboot that, you know, the, the, the game. Which was the fourth? Because we've been too long. The fourth was, it was like Prince of Persia Zero. 
Like they went to zero, and it was all like cell shaded animation. And, and Nolan you know, North, you, who plays you know Nathan Drake, and yeah, yeah, he and that's he the one where you're gra- that, that's the one that you had to, they had like the seeds and stuff like that you had to collect. I, I played I, that one. Did you? Okay, yeah, but I, but I, like. I it, it wasn't very it. good, but I played it because like the collector in it's, me was like, I gotta collect I the gotta seeds. Collect, I right. got every fucking one of them. It was the, stu- <laughs> it's the stupidest achievement on my Xbox Live. It is the stupidest achievement. Like people will see that achievement and be like, Oh, you're the asshole. You're the asshole. Who, right? Who? Seeds. Yeah. Fucking loser. Yeah. But get, uh, get a life. Why isn't Ian Kerner doing a podcast? See. But uh, and then you did but, the one after that. And then I did the one after that. So they 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 skip. So probably if they do another one, they'll get somebody else, and then maybe I'll come back for the one after that. Yeah, they should get Big Yang so out of our audience. This kid from uh, New York. Who just, yeah. He, may, he just calls and like, leaves voicemails. Like, hey, I love As the Prince of Persia? No, he sounds like a dude from New York. <laughs> he sounds like a, like a well, guy they should, who grew they should, That would shake it up. The Prince of, Yeah, no, no. Uh, what if they actually get a Persian dude? I know, right? And, and, uh, and the whole goal of the movie... Like in the movie? The whole, oh, no, no, wait, no, they the, didn't the, do the that whole, The whole goal of the game is you have to go to clubs and try to convince girls you're Italian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like, good. And not Armenian. Yeah, you convince girls you're Italian, taller than you are, and um, and and for some reason you can't button the top five buttons of your shirt. <laughs> what do you think about that? Genius. Yeah. I, would, I would play that game. That's the goal of the game, and you were yeah. the prince of Persia. Yeah. Uh, okay, so tell me about Ben Ten because I've never seen Ben Ten. You, you're that's, one that's of the main okay. characters on Ben Ten, or I, what? I, I play a character called Ben, who is uh, <laughs> who is on, who is the Ben, the titular Ben from Ben Ten. You play the Ben Ten. I play the Ben Ten. Holy I, he's sort of, he's sort of the Ben 15, because when they started the show, the character was 10, and then after a couple of seasons, they aged him up. I'm sitting here with Ben 10? Right? I didn't If you know were that. a nine-year-old boy, your head would be exploding right now. Well, That's I, I know amazing. you sort of are, but... I just don't watch Ben 10, but, you, but wow. You're gonna now, aren't you? Yeah, so you're at, at least Comic-Con once. every summer, huh? Yeah, pretty much. You're doing Ben 10 promotion. Yeah, Ben 10 promotion, or any, any sort of other things that I'm working on, they, they sort of converge at Comic-Con, which is great for me. And what's the story behind Ben 10? Because I really don't know a whole lot about it, other than Joe Casey is the guy who created yeah, well, it, right? Yeah, from Man of Action. Yeah, Man yeah. of Action, it was one of their uh, brainchilds. But, but they started, did they really start as a, as a comic book? Uh, brain like I, trust or because I mean, Bill oh, Casey's I, you know, like a comic book guy. He did yeah, like X Men yeah. for years. Yeah, I mean, I think they all. I think all of them, Duncan Rulo, You know, all those guys. I think started in comic books. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but this was one of their. I, I, I dare say probably their most successful. Oh, this you know, thing is a juggernaut. It's a, yeah, it's it's a juggernaut for. Yeah, you're for not complaining Network. about voiceover now. Exactly. This thing is crazy. Exactly. Is it is it nuts? How the hell do you make yourself sound like a ten year old? I, but dude, I sound like a 15-year-old just in my regular speaking voice. Right. I don't have a manly voice like you. Yuri went into my office, and he's like, oh, my God. How old are you? Like, this is, this is my office. Right, yeah. <laughs> and we compared age, and, uh, and, and you're right. Like, we, we, yeah. we are 10-year-olds. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's crazy. I had, I had no idea. Like, like, I read a little IMDb, and I saw, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, maybe there's multiple Bens on the Ben 10 show. Maybe there's 10 well, there was, Bens. Well, there was, there was the one. I don't know one... shit about Ben 10. I think right, we're learning. See? Wow! But, but there was when when they first started the show, he was ten years old, and he was voiced by uh, Tara Strong, so a woman, you know, because they play all sorts of young boys right. on, in animation. And then when they when they sort of rebooted uh, the show, rebranded the show a little bit, they said let's age him up, and um, and cast you know a guy, that guy being. How me. long have you been doing Ben Ten? Forgot for about four, four <laughs> I years. I do now. the titular yeah. Ben. The, the titular Ben. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know when I say, when I say. <laughs> When I say I do a lot of you know ten year old boys or fifteen year old boys, you gotta understand Don't say that, it I'm, in that I, I know I'm, I'm yeah the context is I won't say the context I just I'll, I'll leave it at that. Wow, um, that that must pay really well. Um, I mean it's not. I'll tell you what it it's great to have regular work. 
Yes. But if it was the only job I had, I wouldn't be able to live off it. Do you guys hear that? Are you guys hearing right. that? Right. Ben 10. Right. I that know. just sounds right. wrong. Does, it, does, that, does that wreck your dreams at all? No, it, it just sounds wrong to me. You know what I mean? Like, like, well, here's the thing. There are people who aspire to be voiceover actors. While we were playing right. D&D guys on the live feed, there was a kid in Australia who was, like, I was trying to get Yuri to concentrate on the, on the damn game. And this guy in Australia was asking Yuri about advice on how to become like a voiceover actor and stuff like that. And I mean, that's tough. Yeah. The, the, what's even worse is for all the, I mean... You're, and you you're know, not complaining, guys. Like, in all honesty, if you're listening oh, yeah, to this, no. like, like, he's not complaining. Oh, good Lord. No, I mean, this but, is I mean, the this best. Is the I, love the my, I love my job, and I love, yeah, I love what I do. I, I could hardly think of anything else but that I would want to do. But this is the state of the industry. But it's the state of the industry, and anime is even worse. Um, just and because of that, that's because of piracy, you know. I'm I'm never I'm never going to be the guy. It's like don't do drugs, don't you know, download things off the internet. But I will tell you right now that downloading, uh, you know, killed your anime. Like if you if you get less anime now, um, that's dubbed, it's because they they can barely afford to make the shows anymore from the money they've lost, and so you know thoughts of dubbing any of the stuff that you know spending yeah, money on that is just out the window. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. They can get some I, I guy to do... give a really half-assed translation of the button on the screen, and you're lucky. Yeah. And that's the sad thing is because people, you know, fans say, look, I want to get into voiceover. I really want to really get into dubbing anime. And I'm like, you'll make enough money to, you know, to, to buy lunch occasionally. And I mean, those are the smallest of any of the jobs that, that we do in voiceover. Dubbing is probably the, the least paid. And, and you have to be sort of highly skilled to do it. You have to, you know, know timing. and Oh, that thing that you, know, you were talking about, about literally it's, it's karaoke death. Yeah. Like watching yeah. the thing highlight across the screen, screen and watching their mouths and having to nail it. Yeah. F that. Yeah, and it's one of the hardest jobs and yet it's the least, you know, least paid. And I, I hate to ruin people's dreams, but great. If you want to do that, great. But you're going to have to find some other work too. You're going to have to act like you work in an office for five minutes. Exactly. <laughs> or if, even if you want to get into voiceover, they're like, I just want to do anime. I'm like, well, you're going to want to do anime. You want to do original animation. You want to do video games. Video games have been yeah. a big boon you know, for us because there's a lot of work in that. What Commercials, side? everything. You want to do everything. Yeah. What side do you take on... on remember the guy who played uh, the main character in Grand Theft Auto 4? Yeah. And there was that big fallout between him and Rockstar because, right. the, of course, the movie made gang, uh, the game was gangbusters, right. but... He was not getting paid, so well, where do you fall on something well, like was, that? Because that's, I'm gonna, that's a tough I'm, thing. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This is where this is where I polarize uh, the audience, and and you know probably make an enemy out of that guy. But I mean, from from my perspective, from the work that I do, I he signed a contract. You know, it's an hourly. He's not a. He doesn't get a cut of that. Most right. people who who sign on to you know game don't get a cut of that unless you're some huge name. No, you know what? I bet you. Even like David name Hader. people like, yeah. Even like David Hayter will will get a larger sum of money up front, but he won't get a, any of the back end. I bet. I so bet of all you. those Metal Gear Solid games, right? He, he won't w- get he won't get any of the back end on that. Um, that's the deal. That right. this guy was whining about only making a hundred and something thousand dollars off of a game, off of a video game. Yeah, um, hurts me because because I mean because that's the deal. I mean the games. The you would have loved do. to he, play. He, what was it like? Like Nico Bellic? You right. would love to have played oh, Nico, abso- Nico Bellic. Absolutely. You should and, do, may play Nico Bellic. Hey, well, are you going to get any of that Grand Theft Auto Five? 
I don't know about that. You do we'll some Grand Theft Auto Five. Then well, you can I, give me spoilers. I would see. I would love to. I could. <laughs> I, I gotta play the shit out. Of I, w- I would give you spoilers from Saints Row the Third, but it just came out. See, right. I'm, I'm more of a Saints Row guy than a Grand Theft Auto guy when it comes to playing. Anyway, I know. For real? I know. Because yeah. you like the silliness. Because I like the silliness. And I just, I, I, like I, I, I think that driving off the roof of a building with a hooker in, in your passenger seat is the silliness. Is the, right. Because, right. <laughs> <laughs> right, in Grand Theft Auto, you've got to create your own silliness. Yeah, yeah. Like, rather than how it handed to you in, like, in you guys Saints have, like, 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 Saints Row the Third runs out like a dildo sword and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I, like, I will use a human as my dildo sword. It's, it's like playing Crank. Too high voltage. Yeah. Like I mean, it's yeah. They're just throwing. They're throwing crazy. But THQ's in trouble. Like THQ, who publishes like Saints Row, they might get delisted by the stock exchange. I was really. Hearing. Yeah, they're having problems. They're like closing their studios and stuff. That's crazy. Which I is, mean, what is? Which is I mean, literally, they they're facing. Don't they have some they're big? facing delisting. They have w, I used to write their WWE like dialogue for their WWE games. That was you. Which honestly was really only because my brother was a WWE wrestler, right? right. Which if you if you if you can't if you like hearing yourself in a uh, video game and you're like, oh, that's pretty fucking cool. Um, watching my brother get beat up by the Undertaker in a video game, I just get really mad. <laughs> I literally want to fight the Undertaker. Wow. I saw him at the airport when I picked up my brother. That's, once. You know, a friend of mine is huge into WWE, and he tried to. I tried tried to get me to hook him up over at THQ to be writing WWE. Stuff. Well, I was writing the dialogue stuff, and I don't think I was very good at it. Like I think they liked, even though you knew it. Well, I, well, that's the thing. Like I'm not a wrestling fan, but I could. I, like okay. I would call the wrestlers. Like I would call Carlito stuff and be like, "Hey man, what would you say in this situation?" And he's like, "Well, uh, fuck, I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> and like I remember, I and, and that's the thing. As like a as like a screenwriter, like you want to write something better, you yeah. know. So I, I literally handed in a script, and The Rock was in it. And I and I and I didn't put in. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? And they they were like Jonathan, like you missed. Like how could you miss that? Why why isn't he saying? Can you smell what the rock is cooking? I was like, because he's fucking said it ninety million right. times already. Yeah. How many times can some kid hear the rock say? Can you smell what the rock? And, but right. but they were right. That, yeah. That's what yeah, they want to hear. What... They want to hear the rock say. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? I don't. I never want to hear that again. Yeah. I love Dwayne Johnson though. I'd like a him charming too. motherfucker. That guy. I mean, I will watch him. And okay. no, you're not. You're not yeah. gonna watch him in Journey too. I Writing a bumblebee. I, I probably will because my wife will not go to the movies that I like to go and see. What do you and go And they're to so see? very, like, really, you know, dark, like, depressing, weird, you know, fucked up shit. But, okay. but she, you know, she wants, she wants to go to movies to be happy. She doesn't want to see people that, you know, but get attached Muppets to people and then great. die. Like, you guys love the Muppets. Well, I did because it was, a, it was a trip down, you know, nostalgia lane for me. But she didn't grow up with Muppets, so she didn't. She's Where's your like, wife from? She, she's from? She's from a place that didn't grow up with a TV in the house. So she had, like, no... Um, I mean, no frame of reference. Okay, she's American. Which led me to believe she just didn't have a she's TV. American. She just didn't have a TV. Exactly. Okay, but it's it, like it, the Ozarks. It, yeah, right in the middle of the. Your wife was like, yeah. "Where the red fern grows? Like they're dirt, <laughs> they're, they're dirt poor. They're like they have two dogs. Like they're no, eating, they're a, eating raccoon and shit." Exactly. No, she was, but her dad. Her dad was going to med school when she was growing okay. up and all that, and so he was studying, and there was like no TV. In the no house. time for muppets. But, exactly. Dad, why did you have me? I can't why have fun. Did you write? Why did you ruin my child? Why would you bring a, a child into this world and not show it joy? But that that made me harder actually on the Muppet movie or this new Muppet, the latest uh, the Muppets movie it had to, because it had to deliver for her because because it yeah because I I realized that so much of that film rides on the fact that you know all the the characters yeah. and the gags and the, the humor and the old show and all that and when you don't have that it's kind of flimsy you know you know what in that last act. Is yeah. is fucking questionable at best, oh, but yeah. but I had a smile on my face right up to it. But then I went oh, home, sure. and Matt Kelly, 
uh, who wrote that? Who wrote that yeah, terrible email that about Geek State? Scathing email. Uh, Matt Kelly uh, said, "Hey, you know, there was an original ending," and he read me what the original ending was, and I actually got really depressed because oh, really? it was a phenomenal ending, and I think they they shot it, but for some reason, instead it, of just Kermit giving up, I guess like that was one thing that yeah. you know, Tara doesn't know the whole sort of sad sack. He's like, you "Why know, do you like this guy? He just yeah. gave up." Yeah, he's like, he just he, he basically gave up, and then they sort of gave it to him at the end. Well, the Chris Cooper character in the original um, has an accident, and he he can't laugh. And that's why he hates the Muppets is because as a kid, he couldn't laugh. And all his friends liked the Muppets, so he grew up that's hating the genius. Muppets. It was awesome. And that's why he says, maniacal laughter, maniacal Good laughter, laughter, because he can't laugh. And then at the end of the movie, when Gonzo hits him in the head with a bowling ball. It fixes him. It fixes him. And that's why he donates the money to save That's like, so much better. I know it's so much better. That made me so sad. And I don't know what studio pressures caused that change to happen, but it was not for the better. I don't know. Maybe it was. but Wow. You know, but I mean, I thought. I mean, did that sound Jason, great? Oh, that was That's great. I mean, Jason Segel, I thought, did a great job. Yeah. With, uh, you know, he he did it in exactly the way it should have been done. And Brett uh, McKenzie, the dude was the, the perfect from Flight of the Conchords. Yeah, the music's was awesome. Perfect choice. I'm glad they got nominated. What do you Me think too. about this nomination thing? They don't do voiceover nominations, do they? I know. No, they what don't. What is that? So much. Well, you know, soon they're going to have to get into motion capture because. And with, you know, Andy Serkis. And we you know with all the, you know, what's what going on. What is up with him getting the shrift on that thing? I know. Because people don't, people don't know what to, not only was to he file fun, that away. Not only was he phenomenal in Rise of the Planet of the Apes, which was phenomenal. I thought Tintin was the shit. Oh, I love Tintin. Tintin was amazing, and it didn't get anything. But yeah, they don't know where to put it. They don't know where to put it no. to like best animated because it's motion capture. They don't know where to put it in visual effects because it's visual effects. Right. That movie was phenomenal. Yeah, and I grew up with, with those books, and I... I was I was expecting you know I was expecting to be disappointed and loved it. No, they they greenlit the second one just based on the foreign sales because it made like a kajillion dollars overseas before it even opened in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, I loved that movie. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Best 3D movie visually. Vi- yeah, the, it's visually, the best. Th- phenomenal. I generally am disappointed in 3D, or it makes me upset, or it's too dark, or I made you know, a Tintin whatever. shirt that on the front said like "The Adventures of Tintin." It looks like a kid's shirt, but on the back it says "Fuck Avatar." <laughs> <laughs> I would buy that shirt and wear it every day of the week. It says "Fuck Avatar." <laughs> Fuck Avatar. This is, this is this is this is 3D. This is what 3D is for. Well, I mean, let's talk live action because you you got this thing this um this uh, shelf life and, and yeah. the first season guys is up on YouTube. You should watch it. Like honestly, it's it's four action figures talking on a shelf, but but the, the episodes are only like an hour, like, like like a minute or two minutes long. So don't think it gets boring. You just gotta pay attention to it. Yeah. All right. Like that's the problem with the internet. We would make something longer for you, but then you'd say it was boring and you send me a rude email. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm making too. I'm making up too much fun about this email. The email's fine. It, it's deserved. That's the kids' opinion. I and if love you didn't it. care, you wouldn't have brought it up. I oh, I totally care. I totally care. I mean, but not everybody's gonna like your stuff, man. You just gotta get over it, right? But um, but shelf life, like, like you guys, what was the idea behind this? Where did uh, you get we, it from? We wanted to we wanted to create uh, you know our own. We wanted to be creating content, and right. we wanted to be both. My wife and I come from a you know on camera and a stage background. We wanted to be doing more of that. And when we when we weren't getting, she's in it. She's in it. As she well. plays that superhero she plays, girl. She's the superhero girl. She's hot. Oh. Right? So I know. You know, some geeks are going to start smacking off to her, right? I know. I know. It's weird because you're still I'm sure on the they screen. Already have. It's right. <laughs> uh, but we. Uh, I may have smacked off. That's. I'm, I'll just be honest. Okay. You know, I'm. <laughs> I'm strangely okay with that, Jonathan. <laughs> well, I wouldn't have done it, but she was dressed like a superhero. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
<laughs> Welcome to Geekscape. Right. Well, that I always say that that, and we'll circle back around. But I always say that's that's the best revenge I ever could have asked for. From you know, in in growing up and you know reading comic books and playing D and D and just not getting the you know the cheerleaders yeah. to even pay you second mind. Um, my greatest uh, revenge is going to San Diego every year. You know, the third weekend in July, and going to restaurants and seeing those girls. Who wouldn't you know? Who would, who would make fun of me? Totally. Their their bosses force them to dress up as Wonder Woman and Black Widow and shit like that to serve me my food. <laughs> That's the best. That is the best. I know it, it's it's petty, and and maybe you know borderline misogynistic, but it is the best. But you're not an elite dude. They probably hit on you. What? What? Uh, no, because I'm still because they still I think. They're looking for the tips, but they, they hold great disdain, oh, yeah. I think, for the people who, you know, the nerds who swarm down on San Diego. The wedding yeah. ring, though, is like a fucking power ring with girls. You would think. I've never really had that. It's, cra- it's been crazy. Yeah, Really? Ever yeah. since? It's just nonstop for you? I just, I just don't go out. Right. Well, there, there is that. I just, is I that. just like, like, I, 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 we were, I was with Aaron, our buddy Aaron, who made those energy drinks, guys, that they almost poisoned me on that show that one time. <laughs> Uh, when we had them on the show and they were making those blood energy drinks, uh, those zombie blood or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. And they, I, and they, 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 they like, I drank like five of them and I could see through space time. <laughs> I, I drank too many of them. We were, at a, we were at a Halloween party and this girl got mad at me for being married because I guess she just wanted to meet a dude. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make me feel any better. Right, like, yeah. I went home and my wife was like, how was the party? I was like, full of fucking asshole. Right, right. <laughs> but uh, Matt Kelly, yeah. The, I think some people go to San Diego that they just want like hook up. Yeah, yeah. It is the fucking nerd spring break. Oh yeah, it's the it best. is the nerd I mean, spring break, and I mean, I it's love, rampant. It's, I, like, how are there not more rapings at Comic Con? That's a good point. Maybe there are. They just don't go reported. Like Comic Con weirds me out. Yeah. And the fact that they would move it away from Comic Con weirds me out even more. It has to be in San Diego. Yeah. So that the ocean air can push out the bo. <laughs> because after yeah. like Thursday, you start to get that green mist. Yeah. That L.A. like green mist. Oh, I know it well. Um, okay, so your so, wife is in this with you. So yeah, she's in it with me. We, we, we will. We th- formed, it, is this not the most fucking aborted conversation ever? Like I ask you to tell I, me I things, love, I know. and then in and the you should think it, that I'm you know like, wanting to promote uh, promote a show that I love that I would be like targeted, but no. Um, we we formed a production company uh, several years ago, back in uh, 2004, uh, because when you're when you're an actor, you don't always get to choose the kind of jobs you want to do. You just you know your audition when you. You know, somebody else is in the power position, and so we, we formed the production company so we could start making our own stuff. Yeah, you, know, you the got stuff to. that we want to do. And uh, so for for Shelf Life, um, believe it or not, was Tara's idea. Like I'm kind of embarrassed because oh. I'm I'm she I'm was probably house, in your I'm room, like looking at your action figures and being like, oh, we got to do something. And she's with like, this. what could we do? Something yeah. productive has to come out of this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so she came up with this idea, and we we ran with it, and uh, and you know I. Clearly, it's, it's, clearly really it's well my produced. wheelhouse. So. It's really well produced. Right on. Thank it you. It looks awesome. That's one of the things we wanted to make sure was, because you see a lot of web, web series you know, online now. It's, it's nothing but. And it's, and it's oh, like, you should have watched hey, the first 100 a, and whatever episodes of Geekscape. Well, well, there you go. It's like Wayne's World. Nice. See, well, but not make, in a funny way. want to watch it. Okay. okay. Um, but you know, everybody's doing, uh, hey, we've got some you know, costumes in the closet. Let's, or you know, some clothes in the closet. Let's just do that. Or let's do you know, zombie apocalypse. Because... You know, you know, we'll just get some old clothes, some friends to, you know, whatever the easiest thing is to do, yeah. which is the natural course of that sort of thing. Yeah, your show does not look easy to do. Good. Good. Because we spent, we spent time and money on production value. We wanted it to look, we wanted people to look at it and go, wow, that's, to those, what, those, to what those, end, that though, looks really like, good. To what end? Is somebody going to hire you and like, be like, hey, do this, do this? Like, what's the response? 
to, to the show. Yeah. Uh, we have not been getting... I, I love the show, and the people who watch the show love the show, but we have not, like, gotten the, the views that, that we want. It's just, it just hasn't gotten out there yet. Um, and, for, you know, granted, we've only been... We've only got the first season out. It's like 10 episodes, 10, 11 episodes. When did those go up? When did those uh, go up? Those, those have been airing for the last, you know, few months. Okay. So, so, what's, wrong so with, only, what's wrong with you assholes? Like, you, like come on, Geekscape. Get, like, watch this show. It's made there, for you. There you go. That's really the truth. Yeah, it's like, guys. Toy, it's like Toy Story, but we say fuck a lot more. Like, and, like, and we don't send him, send him mean emails. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. I want your I, hate I'm emails. Now, I'm now going to get emails about being a little bitch. Is the truth? Is really? Like, Jonathan, shut up about the fucking email. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, I'll, I'll I'll shut you down if you want yeah. to. Um, Every time you bring it up, I'll just shut. And you then down. season two starts this this Tuesday. Yeah. So guys, you're listening to this episode next week on Tuesday. Go to Shelf Life the series. Well, it's it's the YouTube channel is Shelf Life the series. Right. But if YouTube. you want to go to the website, you can go to the website, which is just Shelf Life series. Okay. Okay. The, that's what you got to do. All right, because. They're already gonna. They, you know what? Like I tell you guys to to view it, even without even listening. They're they're gonna they're gonna already make season three. So like they're gonna start recording that's season right. three this week. That's right. And that's what we don't. We, it, to a certain extent, we don't care what you think. We're making it. But we just want because we think it's good. We want more people to see. We, it. We, they want you to enjoy this. It's there. Why wouldn't you enjoy it? We're here for you. It's like a natural. It's like a natural. You know, wonder. It's there. Why wouldn't you go in and, and enjoy it? Exactly. It's not gonna cost you anything. Well, exactly. It's two minutes. That was our big mistake. Now we're shelling out a lot of money to make this show, and we're giving it away for free. What, what, what's wrong with us, Jim? Isn't that the truth? Right? Isn't that the truth? Hey, man, five years from now, you, the emails come in. Oh, man, you're going to be regretting it. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I mean, I love doing Geekscape. I do. I, I do love doing it. Um, but again, like the, the, the costs for Geekscape, our costs go to like Comic-Con. They go into a little bit like the right. website hosting. Right. Um, they go into like the, the social stuff. We're, we're thinking about. Tell me if you think this would be a cool idea, guys. Uh, we're thinking about renting out a theater for the Avengers and having like Geekscapers go and watch. You know, I know it's LA area and all this stuff, guys. But would you guys be interested? I would go if we if we rent out this theater in LA and we go see the Avengers and maybe do dinner first, and then we go like we do dinner and then we go see the Avengers. Would you, would you guys be up for doing that? Like, because if we I'll get like there. if we get like fifty, hundred people to do this, it'd be yeah. a lot of fun. You can, as a matter of fact, I've I've talked to the ArcLight about what it costs to, you know, rent. It's it's not as bad as you would no, think. No, that when when we discovered that, I was like, okay, yeah. this we should just as long do as you've this. got enough people, you're, guys. It's, it's not a lot of money, and Geekscape is willing to do this stuff if you guys would turn out for it. You know, so not only will we make free content, we will continue to invest uh, in the social experience. That's really what we were building this thing for. You're a mensch, Jonathan London. What do you mean? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a fucking miser. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. See, I went, I to, I went, all to, of I went you. to the Yiddish, ter- you know, and, you went, and, and you, all of a sudden, because it was Jewish, all of a sudden it was yeah. it was about miserliness. Yeah, but that's not what I was saying at all. I know, I know. What's well, a mensch? <laughs> It's like a good guy. Yeah, oh, like, good guy? Just a fucking oh. good guy. Oh, yeah. I thought, no, I get... Like a decent I, human being. I don't. I, I, I want to be a good guy, but then sometimes I'm like, why am I doing this, father? No, like... <laughs> like, like yeah, I mean, I want to do good stuff. Like, I want to be nice and things, but but we don't want to be taken advantage of it. We don't want to waste our time, really. Like, we don't want to waste our time. And, if, and what I'm saying to you guys is if we're wasting our time, like, we can be writing scripts. You know what I mean? If we're wasting That's our time, true. like, I could be running around with a camera in my hand. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there's other stuff we can be doing, and... I don't want you guys to make Yuri waste his time. Yuri is, don't making, make me waste Yuri time. is making these videos for you. And if you only like Yuri when he's running around in the cyber world as, as Ben 10 or Prince of Persia, then it's not good enough. All right, guys? Like, 
enjoy the series that came out of the that he birthed from his own mental loins, right? For that, the love that's of what God. I'm asking him to do. For the love of God. Um, were you pissed off when Jake Gyllenhaal got the role of the prince? I wasn't. You could have played the prince. I was See, totally, because I because I look as Persian as he does. No, I uh, I I know how Hollywood works. Yeah. I tried to get an audition. I tried to get an you audition, did? not even for, to play the prince, because I know how Hollywood works. Yeah, yeah. I tried to get in to to play like I was like, you know what? The fans would dig it. I would love to be in on this. Just make me some dude who the, the prince punches in the face on the way out the door. Oh, that'd be fun. And then you know, and it's it's like I an mean, They've done it for a lot of you know a lot of video game movies. Yeah. They do that. They would not have it. Oh, they were. And I and I want I want as far up the chain as I could. Because Bruckheimer. Um, you should call Bruckheimer. Well, I, you know what, Jerry, <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, listen, Jerry, let's Jerry. talk. Yeah, no, I uh, I talked to the the casting in uh, in London, and part of the deal was is that they because it was sort of a, a British production, Uh-oh. they could only hi- the only American I think they hired to be in the film was Jake. Jake. Yeah, because um, of the tax incentives. Yeah, it was it was it was a lot of that, but still, it could. I guess when you something. called them, you should have used a British accent. Yeah, I should I should have told them I was Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Know. I can tr- clean your, your chimneys a, while I do uh, this role. That's a, I've, I've told this story before, but I, f- I feel that it warrants retelling. And you've, since you've opened up the, the old wounds, what is uh, it? My uh, the, when, I, when I actually got to meet Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh uh, yeah, was yeah. We interviewed uh, him at South by, but like, oh, did you really? Yeah, he was a nice guy. Well, yeah, well, then I wish the but next time, next story? time you interview him, this is great. Um, and and this may sound at first like this is my Jake Gyllenhaal is an asshole story. It's not. I'm mine just, sounds just to, a lot just like to that. be okay. Because just to preface yeah. this, I'm clearly the asshole in the story, um, not intentionally, and just m- much like he's not intentionally the asshole right. in the story. But it was my birthday this, uh, this last year. It was my 40th birthday. And um, I had a friend in town from New York, and she was one of my best friends, and she's visiting. And uh, we all go to brunch um, at this place in, uh, like in Silver Lake. And I, before, before I left to, to, to go to brunch... I was feeling, you know, all full of my birthday, yeah. and I had a, a a fez sitting on the, you know, over by my bed, and I'm like, you had birthday I, sex? I, I birthday sex always. Did you Actually, ha- did you have your wife dress in the costume from uh, from shelf, shelf life? life? Have you done that's, that yet? That's, that's that's we we only do that now. It's becoming it's becoming <laughs> no, an addiction. Don't be, you're being you're being facetious. Yeah, I am being facetious. Are you, did you but, you've never done that? I've no, I've, we we haven't had sex in the in the costumes from from the show, but you've given me an amazing idea. We don't, don't have also that have to, idea already. We'd have to no. I had the, you know what? We'd have to deface the costume to get it to work. Like my costume, I'd have to cut a hole out. Oh yeah. And and then you, you, know, sp- you spend too much, much money, money on the costume. Yeah. And then you get sweaty. And it's, it's, it's not yeah. nearly as hot as you. As hot as you would think, right? And just it would just look desperate and uh, sad if you could even see it. Uh, like, you would think, oh, I want to see that kind of pornography. No, you don't. Uh, I don't like this at all. Right. So um, it even looked it even looked awkward in the Watchmen movie. <laughs> so you're oh that's right so, right so you, yeah. so you're out on your birthday. So Feeling yeah, good. so so as I'm heading out of the out the door, I'm like, God, I haven't put it, you know, I'm more my fez and wow, so I threw it on my head. I'm like, it's my fucking birthday. Who's gonna tell me no? Wear a fez, right? Exactly, fezes are cool. So I uh, we 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 go to uh, uh, to brunch, and we're sitting outside, and my friend goes, Oh my God, Jake Gyllenhaal just walked in. And sure enough, I look up, and he's sitting like you know a table, two tables away. And uh, and so so I get on Twitter, and I'm like. Jake Gyllenhaal just walked in the place Stop I'm having that. brunch. Stop that Twitter I, shit. No, no, no. Okay, it's, it's your birthday. It's no, my birthday. I can do whatever I want. And I said, Jake Gyllenhaal just walked in the place I'm having brunch. Maybe I should go over and tell him who the real Prince of Persia is. Just as a joke. Yeah. Just as a joke. Um, t- my, my, my Twitter stream blows up. Like, I, I grab it, you know, look at it again in five minutes. Everybody's like, do it! You yeah, have to do yeah. it! And I'm like, no, fucking way. Because A, that's rude. And B, you don't go up in restaurants and talk to celebrities. That's a yeah, number one rule. Yeah. Just let them eat. They're normal people. 
Um, and even if they're not normal people, because they're not, think about it, they're not really normal people. You don't, don't bug them in that, that, that'll, that'll never, it'll always end in tears. Um, so I wasn't going to do it. But sure enough, I had, I had had a couple of mimosas and oh, we're about to leave. And he's still sitting there and I'm like. Was he by himself? No, he's, he was, he's, he had okay. another woman at his table and he's talking to some guy at okay. another table the, um, nearby. And, uh, and I'm thinking to myself, it's not like I don't, like we don't have some sort of connection. I mean, I played the prince and he played the prince and we both know Jordan Mechner, you know, who created the prince. Like, it's not like I couldn't go up and just say, hey, we have this common thing. I just want to say hi. I could, it, it was the mimosa right, talking. Right, I know right. it was. Yeah. First of all, don't drink champagne. It's, you know, it's, it's just bad for you and makes you into big wussy. But I'm like, you know, on my way out, I'm just going to go over and say hi. What, what do I got to lose? So I go over to his table. From the moment that I, stood, that I was standing next to his table, I had already lost because I didn't want to break into his conversation. So now I'm the weird guy. Standing there. Standing there just out of the corner of his eye who he knows is there probably to get some sort of autograph. So I've already lost. <sighs> but, but I'm... But I'm already balls deep. I can't, you know, I can't, yeah, no. you can't, I you can't walk just walk away, away at that point. Like, I've got, I'm yeah. all in. So finally, <laughs> finally, I, but, it's, but I'm already like the guys who when I'm at Comic-Con and I'm at the hotel yeah. and I've, you know, yeah. after, I mean, people don't recognize <laughs> yeah. me in the beginning because nobody knows what, what voice actors look like. But after I've done Which a panel is funny, or two, you're sometimes. making a movie about it called the Con Artists. Con Artists, that's true. We'll, and it's a mockumentary we'll, about we'll, we'll voiceover get, actors. We'll okay, yeah. so here we go. So um, you're standing So I'm already that guy that, that, you know, that always weirds me out when I'm at, uh, you know, eating a meal. And uh, so finally I just say, uh, say, hey, you know, sorry, Jake, to interrupt your brunch. I just wanted to say I, I played uh, the Prince of Persia in the video game. You played him in the movie. And I would have felt remiss if I didn't come up and, and just say, hey. And he's were you drunk of, at any point? Like, did, no, I was, never, I was drunk? never. I was never. I think I was high on my birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and just uh, just sort of the opportunity. Hey, Jake. Hey, Jake. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... And he doesn't say anything, because what do you say to that, really? Like, what the fuck? Right. And, but the woman at his table looks at me and, and points and says way too loudly, you're wearing a fez. <laughs> Which I had sort of forgotten that I had a fez on. So it made me look even more... Persian. Persian. Right? <laughs> exactly. And ridiculous. And, and then I just, I just sort of lose any, any sort of vestige oh, of confidence fuck. I had. Like I, just, I, start, I start shaking. I'm, I'm, I've become that nervous fan fuck, who comes man. up to you. You know, when you're at that, I'm like, oh, this, How do you is, this recover is so from terrible. That? How do you recover from that? Make a joke. Um, hey, Jake, I, you know, I'm, I'm probably even breaking the, ru- the, the rules of, you know, ga- game and movie physics by yeah. even talking to you. And, like, I hadn't even gotten that out. Oh, I'd just gotten shit. through breaking the no. rules of, and he said, yeah, yeah, you are. And I was just like, I am Fuck. totally and completely humiliated. And I'm like, okay, so, hey, have a nice brunch. I, okay, bye. You know, and, like, I was gone, and I was... And, and, and afterwards, I was just like, I was, I was seething. I was like, okay, I shouldn't have done that. I know oh, I shouldn't God, have I'm done that. I'm a better that. prince. So, well, well no, no, I, I know I shouldn't have done that. I knew I shouldn't have done that, and I still did. It's my fault. No, but why was he such an asshole? Why Go couldn't he have just said, you know, whatever? And uh, why couldn't he have just, you know, owned up to the fact that we both sort of, on some level, you know, have something in common? Yeah. And, and so I'm telling the story just, you know, because also it was my birthday, you know. Yeah. I'm like, you don't do that to me on my birthday. You should have told him it was really your birthday. Off. Right? <laughs> yeah, that would have gone anywhere. It's my birthday. Wait, they serve mimosas at Chuck E. Cheese? Yeah, well. <laughs> That's where I have mine. Right, you got to pay extra. <laughs> um, but what, what was he doing at Chuck E. Cheese? Oh, you But know. so I'm telling, I'm getting like the third or fourth time I'm telling the story because I'm telling it to everybody who will listen. Yeah. I realize this is probably what he heard. Hey, Jake, I played the Prince of Persia video game and you're the prince in the movie. Oh shit! <laughs> Some dude in a fez walks up to your, 
and like and says something really obvious and autistic to you. Um, and that and how do you respond to that? And then all this that that just reinforced the fact that oh yeah oh yeah I was Jake Gyllenhaal I was the is asshole. completely normal. Right, he's completely normal, and I was the asshole in this situation. I, uh, it was cut out of the interview that you guys have seen on our YouTube channel, but when we interviewed him for that. Uh, Quantum Leap movie. Uh, what was the one? <laughs> yeah, uh, the we're in the train. Yeah, I like that movie, the yeah. Duncan Jones movie. Like when I interviewed him for. Oh, I know what it is. You are in the source code. <laughs> You're right. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. you Thank are, you, Jeffrey Wright. You are in the source code. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't like. That. I loved Moon, but I didn't like that movie. I thought it was all right, um, but I loved Moon. And and so when I interviewed him for that at South by, uh, I tried to ask a question for you, homies, but it, but like I felt so douchey after because of this exchange. I said. Um, Maybe I'll just throw the footage on YouTube or something for you guys. But it was like, hey, uh, Jake, like, you're really popular with the ladies? Because girls were, like, chanting his name like, oh, sure. on the, he's, on the, he's, on the red carpet. I was like, hey, you're really popular with the, with the ladies. Any advice you can give, like, my geeks at Geekscape? And he goes, I don't really believe in stereotypes. And no. <laughs> and I was like, wow. what the, f- who made yet, you the queen? Right, like, and yet maybe he was talking up to the geeks, he's like, he's like, we, because we, we go to a site called Geekscape, it's not yeah. stereotyping, it's self-identification, Jake, alright? Right, all right. right, right. Oh, and, uh, and, We're and proud the, of it. And yeah. the queen's coming over for dinner. Right. So <laughs> right. I'm like, what do you want? And then wow. I realized, thinking back on that conversation... That it actually sounded no, it sounded exactly like I said it. And damn it, nobody made him the Queen of England. Oh, and, and like it, sh- it shook me. So I just went to my go-to question. I said, "Did you call uh, Scott Bakula for any advice on the role?" And he that's said, "Funny, no." So he kind of gave me the same. That's, maybe that's his right. go-to. Maybe, like, he's, maybe he's just uh, not a. Yeah. Maybe he's just not a funny guy. You know, I mean. Yeah. I've, I've, I you mean, can see that. Has he, has he been in any com- like comedies that you can think? Yeah, of? Prince of Persia. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. <laughs> That was for me, right? That's, that's so, so, so this movie that we just mentioned, uh, Con Artist, that you guys yeah. shot a mockumentary at Con... You shot it at Comic-Con? We shot it at a bunch of different cons over the course of a year. And it's like voiceover actors not being recognized at conventions. Yeah. We, always thought, we always thought the idea of voice actors going to conventions is really funny because it's, it's this weird fame in a bubble thing that happens. Mm-hmm. It's like you, you, walk, you, know, you walk around on the street and nobody recognizes you. When you first walk into the convention... Nobody recognizes yeah, you. Yeah. And then you do one panel and people recognize you. Oh. And then it's like you're the Beatles, and as soon as you walk out the door, you're nobody again. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you, on, you, on he one got into my house, and I didn't even know it was Ben 10. I, if, if I'd have known that out on the street, I would have been like, hey, kids, Ben See, 10. Right? And I would have gotten mobbed. <laughs> Probably not. Unless we were in Australia. It's huge. Oh, that's crazy. But, um, but we always thought that was really funny. On one hand, it's great because you don't have to oh, worry yeah. about you know, going to the store and people bugging you. Yeah. On the other hand, it sucks because you, you sort of want... You want, you know, that uh, appreciation. I saw Andy Circus last summer walking the floor with his two kids. He walked right in front of the Geekscape booth. I had a conversation with him. Oh, so great. But, of course, but he does mocap. Yeah. And he didn't, well, didn't look like Gollum. Right. <laughs> right. If he had looked like Gollum, he never would have gotten through. Right. And I, I heard Simon Pegg. Didn't Simon Pegg dress up as, like, a stormtrooper? Yeah, um, or something. Just so that he could get through Comic-Con and actually go and, like, look at booths and buy comics and stuff. Yeah. 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 I, I understand that. But, um... But it's always funny, you know, with, with voice actors. There's a weird fame and no fame all mm-hmm. at the same time. And we thought, you know, that's, that, somebody's got to make a movie about that. When, so, when are we going to watch this movie? Um, hopefully this summer. We're, we, we, we finished the film. You it's, guys it's could get a panel at Comic-Con. And, uh, we're working on it, actually. Listen, you guys, you know what? Working one, on it. But maybe a little less shelf. Season three in one year? You guys are nuts. I know. No, I know. Uh, a little less shelf, a little more other stuff. Okay, no, no. I'm not saying no, no less shelf. No, no. Okay, guys. So listen, Shelf Life. Okay, shelflifeseries.com. 
on YouTube. It's youtube.com slash series. What we got to have him do, though, this is what we got to ask Yuri to do. He's going to finish this movie, The Con Artists, and he's going to have a panel at Comic-Con, and he's going to promote it at the Geekscape booth at San Diego this summer. Boom. All right? Does See that sound all right? That just happened. Yeah, so, he's gonna, so not only is he going to have on DVD, you think? Um, I don't know if we'll have it on no, DVD. No, 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 no. Hold, on, hold on to it. Yeah. Hold on to it. Hold on to it. Make sure you sell, try and sell the VOD first. Yeah, yeah. Okay, like, like whatever it is, you're going to have the postcards and you're going to have a poster. Yes, I am. That's what I'm telling you you're going to have. And you're going to have that at the booth this, this summer. And for, it's not, for those and of you who can't see what's going on right now, I've just opened up my yeah. palm with a blade. Yeah. And, and Jonathan <laughs> just did the same thing and now we're shaking on it. We're shaking on it. It's a blood pact. But listen, um, you got to start making that happen. Yeah. You do that? Like, visualize your dreams? That's a secret? You, do you do the you secret? Just, you just pushed me into it. Yeah, you got to do this. So you're going to have a Wait, poster. You mean, you mean the secret? The secret. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have the poster yeah. and the postcards. And, I'm manifesting it right and now. And maybe like a signing at our booth. Done. This summer. Done. You know what? Fuck this summer. WonderCon. It comes up in a month. Done. <laughs> even, right. <laughs> this even, summer. Even better. Even better. I mean, we're, we're going to we'll probably even WonderCon. No, no. At WonderCon, we'll promote the shelf life. At Comic-Con, we'll promote both. Right on. How's that sound? That sound good to you, Geekscapers? Does it sound like we're not doing enough I, for I you hear, guys? I hear applause from the internet. All right, that's so listen. No, that's just in my head. Again, guys, uh, shelflifeseries.com. And you can go to, uh, if you guys are interested in like seeing his reel or listening to his voiceover stuff, if you guys are interested in voice acting, I think Yuri's actual website's a really great um, resource for that stuff. It's really, actually, I thought it was pretty interesting. It's, yeah, it's, it's very, it's very low-tech. Like, you can tell that... Yeah, I sort of manage it myself. I mean, yeah, actually, it's actually, a, it's a okay, GeoCities. I'm gonna lie. It's even worse. My wife manages. It's it a GeoCity site. It's a uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's YuriLowenthal.com. Yeah. So um, we'll link it, and I think it's it's a great place. Uh, of course, like if you guys want more news on Yuri, anything he's working on, we're gonna promote it at Geekscape.net. That's our website, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Search for Geekscape, you'll find us. Yuri is just Yuri, at Yuri Lowenthal on Twitter. Correct. I'm just at Jonathan London on Twitter, and uh, and this is Geekscape. You had fun? Oh, man, I would Geekscape? come back anytime just to nerd out with you and just talk about <laughs> shit that we love. I would do that anytime. Whenever you have a hole, when it's, a guest cancels out, whatever, you just call me. All right, all right. I'll, you, I'll give you the red phone number. Just call me on the red phone. Yuri, he just He actually lives above me. And he comes, <laughs> he, 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 he slides down a pole. <laughs> Think about that however you want, Geekscapists. Uh, we'll be back with another episode probably in a couple days, so stay tuned and hope you guys are enjoying it. If not, shoot me an email, jonathan at geekscape.net. Cool? See you next time.